To travel is an ambitious venture. There's a reason that people say to travel is to live and profess that the road is the best teacher. Leaving comforts and familiarities behind and throwing ourselves into the unknown. The external things we learn are dwarfed by what we find out about ourselves. Even though this is true when traveling with other people, how does traveling alone, solo, affect this? How does it affect the way we travel, the way we connect with others, and the amount of freedom that travel gives? With music from Cody Crabb, writing by Nicole Mello, I'm Hayden Lee. This is Travel Stories Podcast. Our guest today is television host, producer, and writer Justin Walter. Justin currently hosts Let's Go LA, an outdoor adventure show, and has had his own adventures in Central America, South America, Southeast Asia, Oceania, many other places, documenting his travels on his blog, Around the World with Justin. Justin, welcome to the show. How are you doing, man? Good. Thanks for having me. Excited to be on the show. No worries, man. No worries. I'm guessing you're in LA. Is that right? I am in LA currently, even though over the past three months, I have hardly been in LA, but I am currently here for the holidays and enjoying time with family and friends. Nice. That's intriguing, man. Where have you been? You got to tell me where you've been the last three months. Yeah. So the the past three months I've been all over. I I was really fortunate um, to do a lot of work through my blog and through my travel writing. Um, I started off in Croatia for a week. I had never been to Europe. And I finally stepped foot in Europe for the first time, which is actually crazy because I've been all over the world. So I went to Croatia. But the reason I went there was because I'm part of a group in Los Angeles called Travel Massive, which is a travel networking group. And I joined it in January. And at the first event, I won a seven-day trip to Wales. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, so I won a seven-day trip to Wales because I actually tweeted, there. it was a Twitter contest, and I tweeted, you know, my aha moment would be stepping foot in Europe for the first time. And when they announced the winner, they said, "In the we're so excited to send this person to Europe for the first time. We want Wales to be their trip. Justin Walter, you won. <laughs> so I won through Visit Britain, the tourism board, in uh, obviously in England. I won a seven-day trip to Wales, and that brought me to Europe for the first time. So I went to Croatia. Um, I did a little stopover before I went to Wales. And then when I got back from Wales, I um, did a little trip to the Dominican Republic. I went to Cuba. And then I just got back from a a stint in South Dakota and did some stuff in Vegas and Chicago as well. Man, that's the way to do it. That is the way to do it. And by the way, everyone kind of ragged on Wales before I went. (laughs) And I would tell people in, in LA and anyone who had been to London or anywhere like, Oh my gosh, I won a free trip to Wales. I'm so excited. Everyone was like, oh, why are you going to go to Wales? Just use the trip to get to London. And I can tell you, I absolutely loved Wales. I had such an amazing experience in Wales. Uh, I would have never gone if I hadn't won that trip. It was full of so much outdoor adventure, such a non-touristy location, gorgeous, stunning scenery. And I, I fell in love with Wales. 
Man, that's so funny. I live right now. I'm living kind of maybe an hour away from Wales. I used to actually live in Wales. I part of my childhood. Uh, I grew up in Wales, and it's just. In fact, I was in Wales last weekend. <laughs> like it's it's just oh, yeah. down well, the road. Park. I was in a place called Hanvothlin. Oh, listen to that Welsh accent right there. That's how you do it. <laughs> <laughs> but it's kind of up in the north. Uh, were you in the north or south of Wales? No, I was in Pembrokeshire. Ah, nice. Yeah, man, that is awesome for, for views. and. Oh my gosh, I was at St. David's for a lot of it. And then we went to Tenby. We did, you know, hike the, the coastal, the Pembrokeshire coastal path, uh, went co-steering two different times, met some amazing, incredible locals. And I, I absolutely had a, a wonderful time. That's so funny, man. It's like all of those places are from my childhood. Like Tembi, that's where I used to do a lot of karate. And that's where we always used to go for our kind of workout on the beach thing. My brother got his black belt in Tembi. It's like, it's down the road for me. That's so weird. It's such a cute town. I love the the cobblestone streets and the the colorful buildings. And in Tembi, I was with a friend. I, I was able to bring someone along with me. And we just had our impromptu pub crawl. We bought a deck of cards and we just hopped around from all the different pubs, had a beer in each location and and had a blast. (laughs) Yes, that's the way to do it, man. And as well for kind of, I'd imagine it's great for for, uh, adventures and outdoor adventures and stuff like that. So like you're the host of outdoor adventure shows, right? So when when you think of like different styles of travel, you've got budget, you know, exploration, kind of self-reflection, those type of reasons for travel. Do you reckon adventure travel, is that your preferred style? That is my preferred style. I find that whenever I travel, I'm drawn towards outdoor adventure locations and destinations. Even if I'm in a city, I'm always kind of Googling or looking up what's the nearest outdoor adventure I can do. I grew up, you know, loving the outdoors. And once I started traveling, I studied abroad in Australia and I, about 10 years ago when I was a junior at Boston College and University, and I wanted to go to Australia because I'm drawn towards outdoor adventure. And Australia is obviously a haven for anyone who loves the outdoors. So I found myself just backpacking to all different locations, doing as much outdoor adventure as I could. And then throughout the past 10 plus years, I kind of just kept on that path of going from adventure to adventure and kind of thrill seeking in the outdoors. Nice. What part of Australia were we in? Did you do your most stuff? I'd imagine Queensland is pretty good for adventure, right? It is. It is. So I was living in Sydney when I was in Australia. So I was in Sydney for four months and that was kind of my home base on the East Coast where then I would do weekend adventures or backpacking. I went to Tasmania. I went to the Great Barrier Reef in Cairns. I went to Melbourne. I went to the Outback. And the Outback is where I actually fell in love with solo backpacking. And I really, for the first time in my life, ventured out on my own um, and fell in love with that. Because the backstory on why I went to Australia is I'm a huge super fan of the TV show Survivor. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's been on in the US for over 34 seasons. Now it's in season 34. And I remember watching season two when I was about 16 years old when they filmed it in the Survivor Australian Outback. And I said to myself, I'm going to live in Australia and I'm going to go explore the Outback. When it came time to studying abroad, I chose to go live in Sydney. I chose to you know, go to the Outback. Nobody wanted to go with me. I was in an in, uh, internship program with over 60 people and I couldn't find anybody to go with me. So I said, screw it. I'm going to go by myself. I booked a flight. Uh, finally went and traveled by myself, was with barely, you know, anyone, a lot of people couldn't even speak English, but I was with a tour group, did a three-day trip through the Australian Outback, met so many incredible people from all over the world. And that's where I realized I don't need to rely on other people to travel and to have these adventures. 
And honestly, I meet so many incredible people by going by myself to a lot of the places I travel to. And I love it. Man, that is often how it happens where you're thinking about going somewhere and you're thinking about going with some friends or maybe a girlfriend or something like that. Something It falls through. You know, your friends can't make it. You break up with your girlfriend, whatever. And you think, you think should I go by myself? And you get kind of scared, like, oh, no, it's gonna, I'm not going to meet anyone. I'm going to be lonely. And then you go and you think, well, everyone here, everyone is here to meet me and I'm here to meet everyone. And it just works, man. The best thing in the world, that's, as much as I'm an outdoor adventure backpacker, and I, I travel on a budget a lot. I also am a, a huge proponent of solo travel. Uh, I tell all my family and friends, and I recommend anybody, if you do one thing regards to travel, take one trip by yourself, challenge yourself to go somewhere you wanted to go, do it by yourself, you will meet some of the most incredible people that you otherwise would not have met unless you did it by yourself. I've traveled with friends. I've traveled with you know, some family members I've traveled by myself. I meet so many more people when I'm traveling by myself because it forces you to actually engage and interact with people compared to relying on the person you're traveling with. And I, I think solo backpacking or solo travel in general is an experience that everybody should have. I'm totally in agreement with you there. I think there's so much, I think there's so much freedom with solo backpacking, not even just, you know, you can go here and you can go there, but freedom to do whatever you want. And there's literally no limitations, you know, and you can just, if you want to go there, you can go there. And there was a time, right? There was a time in Vietnam where I really, really felt this, right? So I was driving a motorbike from the bottom to the top, right? And I came to, I was in the mountains and I had everything, you know, five kilograms of stuff, everything I own on the back, right? In a bag. And I come to this, it was either left or right in this kind of, I was in the mountains, left or right, and I was biking. <laughs> well, and, I, and I thought, well, it doesn't matter. <laughs> you know, yeah. I've got nowhere to be. I've got nowhere to go. It was perfect, man, you know? And I mean, there are, obviously there are benefits for going with someone else as well. It's not like, it's not like that's hell. <laughs> you know, it's like, there are benefits for going with other people, but I'm totally in agreement with you where solo travel just completely opens you up to that because those connections that you make with those other people that maybe initially you're kind of forced to be with in a way, maybe you're in a hostel yes. and they're the people that you're with. Those are the connections that are going to last, man. Yeah, I keep in touch with people that I've met maybe for even a day or a moment. You know, we keep in touch over Facebook and we like each other's posts and we check in to see where each other are traveling. And if anyone's ever in LA or I'm in their country, they're always welcoming, stay with me or do this. And, and I think traveling like that, I've noticed you just form connections instantaneously with people and they're genuine connections because if you're traveling by yourself and you meet other people that are traveling by themselves, you instantly have a connection that you share compared to maybe people you have in your everyday life. Yeah, exactly. Like when you're with, say you're with your girlfriend or, or you're with your friend or you're with your other slightly different friend, you change depending on kind of how they are in a way. You know, you're, you're probably different with, with all your guy mates than you are with, you know, your grandmother. <laughs> you know, you're yeah, a different yeah. person. But <laughs> if you're, well, I'd hope so anyway. But uh, if, <laughs> if you're by yourself and you're solo traveling, then you are in a way the purest you that you can be in a way, you know? And like you said earlier, you get to do what you want to do. You know, you, you, whether you sleep in that morning and you just drink tea and read a book or you decide, you know what, I'm going to change locations and pick up and pack my bags and hop on a bus and go somewhere new. It's, it's up to you. And very rarely, I think in our daily lives, do we have that freedom and ability to just make decisions solely for us on a whim and in, you know, in impromptu decisions when you can do like you're traveling. 
Yeah, man, absolutely. Like, I hate that kind of, I think it's because I'm English and was raised in England, but I always, I always have that guilt, right? When I'm, when I'm traveling with other people or I'm visiting a place with other people and they want to go out and do something cool, but I'm not really feeling it, you know? And I just want to, yeah. like I say, just hang out, drink tea, read a book. And like, because I'm English, you know, uh, all, <laughs> all the English will know this. My instant reaction is to go, okay, let's go, you know, and just go with them. But, but I've kind of learned over time, no, 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 you should do what you want to do and now i still have that guilt of like guys i'm just gonna chill out here you know i still have the guilt there and so like you say with solo travel you can just get some tea read a book or you can go out and climb a mountain and everything yes. in between <laughs> that's good stuff man so do you have a story for us today i do I need to think of which one I'm going to do. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> That's always a good thing, man. That's always a good thing. Right. And if you could give the story a name, what would you call it? Letting go. Letting go. I'm intrigued. Radio, you're listening to the Travel Stories podcast. And this is Justin Walter with Letting Go. A few years ago, I traveled to Chiang Mai, Thailand with one of my best friends. Her name is Laura. And we went to go to the Yiping Lantern Festival. Now, most people would recognize this as through the Disney movie Tangled. There's that scene where there's just those thousand lanterns released in the night sky, or there's a lot of car commercials, I believe, that have kind of shown and represented this festival. And it happens around November during the full moon, mid-November. My friend Laura, when we decided we were going to go to Southeast Asia, she sent me a, a YouTube video link and, with a video of the Lantern Festival and said, we need to do this. And immediately I responded, hell yes. So once we finally got to Chiang Mai, we started asking everybody in the town where we should go, how we should do it, and kind of getting the details of it. So what we found out was there's actually two festivals going on at the same time in Thailand, in Northern Thailand at that time. One's Loi Katong, and one is the Yiping Lantern Festival. And the difference between the two is Loi Katong celebrates basically the same thing, but it's releasing boats and katongs, which are homemade boats, into the water, where the Yiping Lantern Festival is releasing lanterns into the night sky. So once we figured out the date, the location, Maijo University, we paired up with our Airbnb guy who was, you know, having a stay in his place. And he hooked us up with a van that had other ESL teachers that were living in Thailand. And so on the day of the event, around 3 p.m., we hopped in a van and we headed over to Maiju University where the festival was going to be held. Now... As we got there, we, you know, it was a, a huge crowd and we walked towards the, the main area of the grounds where we were going to wait for the lantern release. Along the way, there were local vendors where we were able to eat food. We were able to buy our rice paper lanterns, which were, you know, obviously very thin. Um, and we bought a couple so we could each light a few of them. And what I was surprised was there were just people from all over the world. It was definitely not mainly people from Thailand. It was a really diverse crowd, which was 
incredible uh, as a traveler going into this event where it was bringing all these people together. So as the sun went down, what I didn't realize was that the, the, the ceremony in the event is much more than just releasing the lanterns. For hours, there were prayers, people meditating to Buddha. And the whole point of the, the ceremony and the tradition is to reflect upon your life and to think about negative things or things that you would hope you can improve upon. And then once you're releasing the lantern, it's that idea of letting go of negative energy and hopes of good fortune in your, in your own life. In, in a way, the experience for me, which I anticipated was just going to be about lighting lanterns in this cool visual beauty uh, in, in the sky, it was a very reflective and spiritual moment that I had not anticipated, which was really neat. So for a couple hours, we, we meditated, we, we, we talked to each other about our hopes for the future and where we were at that point in our life. Uh, my friend Laura and I, who I said is one of my best friends, it was also a, a moment where I know I've, I talk about solo backpacking, but it was a moment that I'm happy that we can share for the rest of our lives. So as the moment came for the time to light the lanterns, there's torches all throughout the, the field. Thousands and thousands of people um, gathered in this huge open grass and plain area. Everybody started lighting their lanterns over a speaker they counted us down for, for the main release. You could just feel the energy, feel the electricity among the crowd. People who are speaking different languages, people who look differently, people who had never met before, in this moment were all connected in, in a really unique and beautiful way. So as they counted down the countdown for the lantern release, three, two, one. The music started playing, all the lanterns, thousands were released in the night sky, and I kid you not, it is probably the most beautiful moment I have ever witnessed in my entire life, seeing thousands of lanterns released into the night sky. Absolutely stunning. And as we were releasing lanterns, everybody had their phones to the sky. You know, my friend Laura was videotaping us and my mouth was just dropped to the ground. And what I didn't notice was as I kept looking, I sensed like a bigger cloud of smoke to my side. And as I looked, one of the ESL teachers, her entire hair, the back of her head caught on fire because she leaned into the torch as she was gasping and looking into the sky. So immediately when I saw this, I didn't hesitate. Hair, your hair, your hair, your hair is on fire. I took my bare hands, patted it out with her hair. It seemed like it was on fire for a couple minutes and that it took me, you know, 30 seconds to get it out. But in actuality, it was just like a, a quick, quick moment. 
But it was so crazy, we could not believe it, that nobody in a crowd of thousands of people had noticed that this girl's entire hair caught on fire. And it, luckily for her, her name was Jen, she didn't burn her head too bad. She didn't lose too much hair. I think she, she had a thick head of hair. She, and she had a lot of hairspray in it, so that's why we think it caught on fire so fast. But definitely an unexpected moment in my travels that I will never forget. Obviously, the beauty and an epic moment of the Lantern release stands out as something I'll treasure for the rest of my life. And then couple that with someone's hair catching on fire, me putting it out with my bare hands, it is definitely a travel moment that I will always remember and laugh thinking about, smile thinking about, and tell people for the rest of my life. That was Justin Walter with Letting Go. Man, I thoroughly enjoyed that story. That was. That was really good. Well, it's so funny because when I actually like before cutting this, like we, I cut this like minute funny video for it. And the moment is like probably 10 seconds long or whatever. But in my mind, it was like her hair was on fire for five, three minutes. Nobody saw it. And then I like rescued her. So it was just kind of this like in reality when I watch the video, I'm like, oh, it's not that big of a deal, but it is super funny. <laughs> Man, I just love that the, the, the kind of show in the air was so beautiful that no one noticed someone's flaming hair. You know, it's exactly, honestly, when you look at the video, you see her backing into, I'll send you the video after this, you see her backing into the torch and her hair just catches on fire. And then like in the corner of my eye, I caught it and then I put it out real fast. <laughs> We're lucky we had, a, we had a GoPro set up on a tripod. And in the corner of the GoPro video, it caught it. So we're lucky that happened. <laughs> That's amazing. Man, we will put that video in the show notes for everyone to see. Oh my God, great. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> Man, so you uh, you said that with the with the festival, you thought that it was just the, the kind of act of letting it go and the beauty of everything in the sky, but then soon realized that it was this tradition and this letting go of the negativity and the symbolism of it. It makes a lot of sense. And I love that symbolism, just kept, you know, putting all your negativity in this thing and then letting yeah. it go. That's awesome symbolism man it's incredible it's i had no idea really that that's what it was about where it was it's not just about the moment because everybody obviously will post photos and videos of the moment of the lantern release but what people don't realize is the hours before it is an introspective spiritual personal moment where it's a lot of times we don't take the time to look at our life and reflect on where we are where we want to go where we've been and how we can improve our lives and to get that experience halfway across the world, to get that experience in an unexpected moment, and then follow it up with the symbolism and the visual beauty of, I am putting my negativity and my negative energy into this lantern, and then I am letting go. It's a beautiful, beautiful process and moment. It really is. And I kind of, I think that's a lot like travel itself in a way, you know, how it, you know, it can be seen in through these moments of like, and then I went here and I did this and then I went here and I completed that and then I did that. But 
the stuff behind it, where it's like, this is where I learned this thing about me. This is where I learned compassion. This is where I learned empathy. This is where I got to, you know, be the person that I always wanted to be. And all this stuff is kind of hidden within these stories and within these moments that happen during travel. You know, you can see it as, you know, you can see it as I went to a festival and did this. But then if you look underneath it just slightly, you can see all the things you learned about yourself, all the progress you made on your own self-development. You can see all of those things, you know? Yeah, and that's the beauty of travel. The the ability to put yourself in those scenarios or situations or locations or festivals, whatever it is, and to grow in some way. I, I would challenge someone to tell me they haven't grown through travel experiences because in some way, shape, or form, I feel like no matter where you go or how you travel or what you do, there's a way you can find growth. Oh, absolutely, man. And I mean, going back to what we were saying before, I think the potential for growth and the potential for personal development is is raised and increased, I think, when you go solo. Yes, totally agree. Because like, you're kind of, I think you're more open and it's a, it's a, a word I like to use a lot. I think you're more vulnerable in a good way to oh, the yeah. things that can come your way. You know, if you're open and vulnerable and you let things come to you and happen to you and you let yourself say yes to everything that that comes by i think being solo increases the chancing chances of that working you know yeah yeah last year i went uh, i spent three weeks in the philippines and i went to i went to borneo in the philippines for a three-week period and during that time one of my friends met up with me for 10 days and we had a great time traveling together but one thing that we talked about was that idea of personal journey and growth and how when you are with someone you're less likely to grow in, in, in a way that you would if you're alone. And what I'm super excited about is her, her name is Morgan. A year ago, we, we were sitting at dinner on a beach in El Nido in the Philippines. And I was asking her, like, where do you see yourself in a year? What is something you want to challenge yourself to do? And she told me, I want to go on a solo trip like you do all the time. And I said, well, I'm going to hold you to it. Yesterday, I'm so happy and excited for her. She took off for a two-week trip to New Zealand by herself. Yes. And I'm just, just, it made me so happy to have a friend, a close friend of mine who saw my travels as an inspiration to her. And then she did something about it. She stuck to her goal. And now she's currently in route or she's landed in Auckland and she's spending two weeks going around New Zealand by herself. And I cannot wait to hear what her stories are and how she grew through the process. Man, I would bet so much that that is going to be her main kind of mode of tra- of travel now. It's going to be solo. It's going to be going out there and doing it. I think she's going to be completely hooked after that, man. I know. And I told her, like, you're going to meet so many awesome people. <laughs> That's <laughs> yeah. the best part. So I'm, I'm really excited for her. Man, how weird is that, that one of the best things about going solo is meeting people? Isn't that a bit of a paradox? That's cool, though. I, I like know. It. Yeah, it's, it's great. <laughs> <laughs> That's really weird. Well, man, this has been so much fun and an amazing story. I really enjoy this. So funny, man. So funny. Man, I wish I was there. I got to see that video. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> I'll great. send you the video. So uh, where can people find you? I'm sure they're itching to check out your adventures and travels and everything like that. Where can people find you? Yeah, so my travel blog is aroundtheworldwithjustin.com, and that's where I post my travel stories and travel tips and, and travel guides, and that's my main hub. And then I'm also on social media. On Instagram, it's ATWJustin, and on Twitter, it's ATWJustin, Snapchat, ATWJustin, and uh, Facebook.com slash ATWJustin, and <laughs> Even my blog, for short, if you go atwjustin.com, 
you will be linked to Around the World with Justin. So <laughs> ATW Justin is my handle, my hashtag, and that's where you can find me. That's the way to do it, man. All the same. Gotta love it. Gotta love the branding. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you so much for having me. I'm very honored to be a part of your podcast. And I look forward to listening to other stories and adventures from everyone else. And thank you for bringing me into this community. No worries, man. It was an absolute pleasure having you on. And you know what? We must, I know you've got more stories. We must have you on again, man. I'm full of stories. So if you ever need uh, someone to fill in some stories, I got some more for you. (laughs) Awesome. I can't wait. I already can't wait. (laughs) Wicked. Thanks so much for coming on, Justin. Awesome. Thank you for listening to this episode of Travel Stories Podcast. Let us know if you enjoyed it on TravelStoriesPodcast.com or on iTunes with a review. We'd love to have you over at the Facebook Live session discussing this week's topic on Tuesday at 7pm GMT, 2pm Eastern and 11am Pacific. Just search Travel Stories Podcast on Facebook. Check out Nicole's weekly travel picks in our mailing list at travelstoriespodcast.com slash list and drop us a line. We do answer everything. On behalf of myself and the team, thanks again for listening to the show. We truly appreciate it and would love for you to join us next week for another episode of Travel Stories Podcast.